Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for your word and we pray that this word, O oh God, will be the seed that is needed. A seed that will grow in our hearts until all of us come to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ, his gospel. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Let me take this time yet again, brothers and sisters, just to, to, to greet you and welcome you into the new season. Yes, we are beginning um, season seven of our podcast, um, and it is by the grace of God that we have arrived here. Obviously, as we have seen previously, that we are going to be having some changes. And one of those changes um, that I'll be talking about today is that from time to time, I'll be uploading um, uh, uh, sermons or teachings, you know, not just any teachings, but from men who inspire me, from men I regard as no spiritual mentors, you know, and one of those men, obviously, is Apostle Arome Osai, um, and uh, one of those men is the late um, Billy Graham. Uh, so from time to time, you're gonna be hearing from them. I hope that you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. But let's get back to to the teaching of the day. Of course, those who know me, I am Pastor Amos. And this is your favorite podca podcast, Apostle Amos Online Ministry, right? But um, today's teachings is 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 on the we're talking about mammon. We're talking about mammon, basically today. We're talking about mammon. So perhaps you may ask because we have to also define the word mammon. So the word actually in Greek, it's a word that means money. It means wealth or, or riches. Money, wealth or riches. And this is a spirit that has infiltrated the church. Both um, believers, uh, both believers and especially those that God has called to shepherd his people, pastors, you know, apostles, evangelists, prophets, all the fivefold ministry as a whole. It has been affected. It has it has always been this way for a very, very long time. And I must also emphasize the fact that this is, you know, a strategy of the enemy, you know, and his strategy is to entice is to deceive, is to mislead many believers, just like he has done from the beginning of time, just like he has been doing for centuries up until now. And this strategy of the enemy has been intensified because we are in the last days and our Lord Jesus is about to come for his church. And 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 and, and the devil is intensifying his pressure, is intensifying his wickedness, 
especially um, upon believers in the church of, of, of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, when you read the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 1, chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he had, he said to the woman, Really, did God say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? I, I'm, I'm quoting this first because... Um, I, I'm trying to make you understand or make us understand because I am also benefiting on this. Make us, all of us, understand that this has been happening since the beginning of time. This is the cause of the fall of the first man, Adam and Eve. Praise God. Why? Because when you, when you give ear to the devil or entertain his voice and, and and by entertaining his voice going against the word of God or what the word of God says or the Bible says therefore you will find yourself in a very similar uh, uh, position where Adam and Eve found themselves now the strategy of the enemy is to make you doubt the word of God. It does not matter what the word of God says. The word of God says that we should not love money. Right? It says that money is the root of all evil. That is what the word of God says. But the devil comes and he says, fine, but without money you cannot do one two, three, as if God is not blessing his own. But the blessings of God are not leading to death. But the wickedness of the devil in obtaining or attaining that money is, is leading people to death. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Adam and Eve failed to live up to the expectation of the Lord, Right? Now, the devil is trying to make us fail. Even in this generation, even today, especially now that he knows that our Lord Jesus is coming. He's trying to make us fail. And he knows the weaknesses of humanity, the weakness of man. He knows. He knows. He knows. I want you to listen to this verse. Uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. The Bible says, And when the tempter came to him, this is what the devil did. This is what the devil tried to do. He did not only um, tempt Adam and Eve and succeeded, but he also wanted to do the same thing to the Son of God, Jesus. But with Jesus, it was a different game ball altogether. I want you to listen to this. Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. He says, the Bible says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of man, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live 
by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Praise God. The Bible says that we must imitate Jesus, that we ought to do as he did while he was here on earth. Because one of the things that Jesus came to do on earth was to show us, exhibit for us, how a man in a human form lives. Praise God. How all of us have the ability to live a life that is pleasing to God. You know, in, in other words, glorifying God by our minds, by our bodies, you know, by becoming um, sacrifices, by becoming a, a holy temple of God. He, he came. Praise God. He did not say that we will not suffer. He did not say that, you know, we will not be persecuted. In fact, he did emphasize the fact that because of his name, we will be persecuted. But the Bible says that we must endure until the end. We must endure until the end. One of the things that we will face, which is not going to be permanent, is lack. One of the things that we will face is lack. But we have the word of God. If you are filled with the word of God, then you will know that in my leg, I go to God and I cry unto him. Praise God. Because he says in his word, ask. And he says, you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find. Praise God. He does bless those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So you don't have to be weary. You don't have to be worried. Because in our time of worry, in our time of depression, that is when the devil comes and he shows you a, a, rich, a, a, a quick rich scheme or a, a, a way to get rich quick. He shows you a shortcut. But God does not operate like that because God, our God, is a God of principle. He's a God of principle. Now, the devil comes, but he comes to the wrong person. He comes to the Son of God already, and he tries to tempt him because he knows that he's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says that by this, by this time he was hungry and very hungry. If you know anything about fasting, then you will know that he was hungry. And the devil begin to present what is appealing to him. He says that if you are really the son of God, turn these stones, command these stones, let them become bread so that you may eat because I can see that you are hungry. But because he is talking to the word, and the word began to quote the word. <laughs> and the word began to quote the word. Another problem and another thing that we are lacking as believers is the word of God. Because we have the Bible when it defines the word of God. He calls the word of God the sword of the spirit. When you read the Bible in the book of, 
of Ephesians. You will know that the word is the sword of the spirit. Is the, the, the sword of the spirit. That is what we use. So Jesus began to use the, the sword of the spirit to resist the devil. Because the Bible says by faith we must resist the devil and he will flee. He will not stop tempting us. He will not stop showing us the easy way. Praise God. Because what he wants to bring to you is the spirit of mammon. A spirit that seeks wealth. And you wouldn't mind how you get it. Because as a person who is, for instance, we, we have ministers today in the church. People who are scamming people, who are preaching the word. And Paul would say, for selfish ambitions. They preach the word for selfish ambition. They preach the gospel for, 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 for their stomach. They pervert the gospel. This is what I'm talking about. Those people are already being taken by the spirit of lust, the spirit of mammon, the spirit that love the things of the world. And now again, because the devil does not get tired. Listen to this. We are still in the same chapter. Chapter 4, verse 8. Now verse 10. We are saying to verse 10, to verse 8. We are reading from verse 8 now to verse 10. The Bible says, Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said to him, All these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus says, Go away, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and you shall serve him only. Only people who are filled with the word of God would respond like that to the devil. But people who lack babies, the Bible calls them infants, spiritual babies, those people who, are, who do not know the word, who depend on a man of God for, you know, for, for, for the reading of the word. I mean, you have the antidote. They say that there is sickness, and that sickness is false doctrine. But God has given you the antidote. You have a Bible. If you don't have a physical Bible, you can download it on the internet. You have it. You have it. So the Bible calls us to be noble, just like the Bereans, that we do not believe what the man or woman of God preaches or what the preacher preaches. We do not only believe him, but we go to the word to confirm if what it says really is aligning with the word of God. That is why we have the Bibles, so that we will not be led astray. We have that same problem. People who come to mega churches, people who come to any church empty, without being rooted in the word. And those people are the ones that the Bible says that are spiritual babies, they are infants. Because you've been, let's be honest, you have been a born-again Christian for a while. 
for a year, two years, for three years, for five years, even longer than that, but you are still being fed milk. By now, the Bible says, you are supposed to be the teacher of the word. That is why you are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. The moment you hear that there's a certain man of God who's performing miracles, there's a certain who's doing this, there's a certain church who's doing this, you go there, you run and you go there. Because why? You lack the substance. And the substance is the word of God. You are not rooted. But Jesus was rooted in the word of God. That's why he says to the devil, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Right? And he says here, go away, Satan, for it is written and you shall, it is written that you shall worship the Lord your God and you shall serve only how many of us when they are shown things because we have a problem even in the church we have people who go and see uh, uh, here in Africa we call them in my country traditional healers we call them uh, we call them sangomas go and see these people and they want money you want wealth then you will have to perform a certain ritual sometimes you will have to kill sometimes you will have to sleep with virgins sometimes you will have to do all sorts of things so that you will you will have what you desire that is not the purpose and the will of God for us that is not That is not. Hallelujah. Because the principle of God is found in the word of God and is found in the gospel of Matthew. If you read your Bible, if you studied it, if you meditated upon the word of God, you would know this. No one will preach to you lies and do you believe them. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, before I even go there, I just want to say it is very advisable for you to wait, to wait upon the Lord. It is very advisable for you. Now, right now, for instance, I, 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 I don't have, I'm talking about me. I am in lack. I don't have many things that uh, I, I, I would want. I, I don't have a car. You know, I don't live in a good area, you know. But I, I am waiting upon the Lord because I am not in Christ because of, of the things that can be seen. Because I am in Christ because of the promise and the hope of salvation, of eternal life. I, 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 I would want and desire to live a, a righteous life. A life that is pleasing to God. Not because of what he is going to bless me with. Because I know he's going to do it. I, 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 I have an assurance. His promises are in the word. 
I believe each and every promise of God upon my life. I believe that his plan for me is not to harm me, but to prosper me, is to give me a good future. But there is a process that he has to take me through in order for me to get there. Now, it's very advisable for you to wait upon the Lord and stop listening to preachers of prosperity. It's very important for you to read the word. It's very important for you to pray. It's very important for you to walk in righteousness and see if the Lord will not honor his word or his promises upon your life. Now, the principle of God is found in the, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Everybody knows this scripture. The Bible, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The Bible does not say seek these things. You have to seek God. The Bible says seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The Bible says be aligned to the kingdom of God. Be aligned to the will and purpose of God. Seek his righteousness. Righteousness is the nature of God. Righteousness is the nature of God. Holiness is another nature of God. Praise God. This is how God operates. God, if you, if you seek me and you seek me with all your heart, you shall find me. You, you, you shall find me. If you diligently seek me. God wants to make you. Because you came to Jesus and you came from sin. You came from living for the devil in the world. And there's a lot that is wrong with you. You need to be pruned. You need a purging. You have pride. You are bitter. You do not forgive. You do not serve God earnestly. You struggle to fight off the desires of your flesh. There is a school that God has to take you to. And that is a school of suffering, a school of purging, a school of pruning. There is a river that you have to pass through. There is a fire that you have to go through. But eventually, you will get there. Imagine if God, God cannot trust you with, 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 with wealth when you, when you are still full of pride. God cannot trust you with wealth when you even struggle to fight the desire for sexual immorality. How can God trust you with wealth when you are full of bitterness? God has to make you. That is why the Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because in seeking the kingdom of God, that is where the process of purging, that is where the process of being made by God will take place. And God says, eventually, all these other things shall be added. 
because you are seeking me diligently, because you are reading, you are studying, you are meditating upon my word, because you have chosen to be separated from the word. God says that everything else that you desire, because I know that you desire a business, because I know that you desire to prosper, all these things are byproducts of your obedience, of your righteousness, of you seeking me daily, of you being in my presence daily. They are byproducts. You don't have to beg for them because already those things in Christ Jesus, in the finished works of Christ, they are yours. But they are conditions. Oh my God. The Bible says in, in the book of Luke chapter 16 verse 13, No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else be behold, or else will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. A person that is not made by God. You remember I said that there is a school that God wants to take you through. You will have to. Because his blessings have conditions. You will have to align to his kingdom. You will have to seek his righteousness for him to add anything that you desire. For him to add anything that you desire. There are no shortcuts, no short corners with God. God will have to take you to it. There are lessons that you must learn and you will have to be approved by God, to be used by God in any way. All of us have ministries. My God. Now, because if God, if you just prayed now without seeking the kingdom of God and God gives you those uh, uh, the, the money, for instance, that you want, you would destroy yourself. That money will become your God. That money will become your God. Do you hear me? That money will become your God. That car that you so much desire will become your God. A time will come when God knows that you are ready for those things, that even though he's given you wealth, God will know that he is ready because I know he will exalt me, not the things that he has. He will be humble even though he is rich. The world may exalt you, but I know he will be humble because I have taken him to school and I taught him what it means to be humble and I taught him what it means to walk with God and I taught him how to live a holy life, a righteous life, a life that is pleasing to me. Luke chapter 12 verse 15 And he said to them, Watch out and beware of greed. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Be careful. You know what happens when God, especially if you have a calling, it, it, that calling might be in business. 
but I am talking about calling and ministry right now. When God wants to bless you, as I said before, He will take you through a very tough and stringent training. He will prune you. He will put you through the, the fire, the waters. He will take you through the desert. Praise God. And, and after he is done with you, you will know that there's only God who, who, who is your sustainer. You will know that only God, El Shaddai, is my sustainer, not man. In that process of being trained, in that process of being taken to school, you will see people who used to give you money, who used to support you, turning their backs on you. You will even lose that job. You will even, your business will even go down. Why? Because God wants to, wants, wants to draw you near to him. Because the Bible says that Jesus, before he released or gave commission to his disciples, he called them unto him. He taught them things. And he told them to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit after teaching them all sorts of things about the kingdom. The same process that they went through, you will have to go through. We are no exceptions because you cannot be used until you are approved by God. You cannot have that mega business that you dream about until God makes sure that, until God, until he makes sure that he has pruned you, he has prepared you for what is ahead. He does want to, to, to prosper you. He knows your desires. He knows your lack. My goodness. As I close, when you read the Bible in the book of 2 Corinthians, Chapter 4, verse 18. The Bible says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That is what we should be looking at, focusing on. The things which are not seen. The Bible does say that we do not walk by what? By sight. We don't believe in Jesus Christ because we have seen wealth. We don't believe in Jesus Christ because we have money. We don't believe in Jesus Christ because we live in, in, in big houses. Nah, not, not, those are not the things that have drawn us to Jesus. Even though... Those are the things that is, it, even though it is his will for us to have those things. But what draws us to Jesus is the relationship, the interaction, his presence, the things that cannot be seen, the promise, the hope, the glory that awaits us. Those are the things that we look upon, not the things that we can touch, not the things that are temporary. Because none of those things are going to last. We are only here for a very short time. And Paul would say, these bodies are like tents. When this tent has finished its purpose, it will be 
taken away back where we come from, home. Do not let the devil fill you with filth in your mind, in your thoughts. Do not worry about anything. The Bible says that. What by worrying will you achieve? Will you add any 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 day? Will you will will by worrying add a two cents, a dollar, a rand in your bank account? What do you achieve? You should leave everything to God. Be filled with the word. Pray. Ask him. You will see. God works with seasons and times. And your time is coming. Your season is coming. Hold on. Never allow the devil to whisper to you sweet things that are going to destroy you. Do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Wait upon the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will give you understanding. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that now we know what we should do. Thank you, Father, that from today we will read, study, and meditate upon the word of God for ourselves so that we will not be misled, so that we will not be deceived. We will pray, O oh Lord. We will seek your face in everything that we do, in everything that we desire. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I am Pastor Amos. This is your favorite podcast, Apostle Amos Online Ministry. This is a new season. Uh, we are in season seven. There are changes that are coming. Just stay tuned. You will find out soon. In the name of Jesus, until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.